0: Welcome to Lifelines Radio, a production of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Federation. Joining us today is Remel Tenney, our Education Director. Welcome, Remel. Thank you, Maria. Happy to be here. It's so good to have you with us. Can you tell me, what do you do as Education Director for the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation? Uh, As you can tell from the title itself,
1: my job is to educate people on the various pro-life issues. Um, First of all, that requires educating myself thoroughly and then sharing that information, um, all relevant and updated information with our chapters and everyone else in the state of Pennsylvania. So I mainly do that through media. Uh, We have a weekly newsletter PA lifeline life links that I send out and I co-host a podcast with you Maria um, it's called positively pro-life podcast and it comes out every Wednesdays I also write blogs for uh, I, I write articles for our blogs we put out educational tables and exhibits at events um, there are also speaking engagements that we uh, that I would go to but since I just began, I have not ventured out to do that yet. But that is something I will be doing going forward. So that's that kind of sums up a lot of the work that I that I'm I do.
0: It sounds like you're very busy, Rammel. It it is. <laughs> it, it keeps me very engaged. Now, what is your favorite part of the job?
1: Well, I see this work, this job, as a work of love. Um, I just really love people and I have a, I've always had a heart for people. Um, so on this job, I i feel like I get to combine that loving people along with two of my absolute favorite things to do, which is reading and writing. So I get to read a lot um, about the pro-life issues and then I also write. So um, I think those, that all of it together just is my favorite part, just being able to do what I totally
0: love and uh, use that to spread the message of life and you do it so well you're such a good speaker and such a good writer and i think it really goes i think it really comes through how you love people through your writing and your speaking i think that uh you show a compassion toward people that's very important in your job as education director Thanks, Maria. I'm really honored, especially because I know you. (laughs) I (laughs) really appreciate that. Why do you have an interest in the pro-life cause? Well, for me, I do have a personal story. And uh,
1: something that I've noticed is that I don't think there has been a single life that has been untouched by the evil of abortion. Um, I have to admit, growing up, I wasn't aware of how prevalent abortion was. I just, I knew it was intrinsically evil because it involved killing a child, um, a baby in the womb of all places. But I just didn't think many people would choose that. I mean, it it didn't make sense, but um, it wasn't until I was 24 years old that I found out that I was almost a victim of abortion. for economic reasons. My parents didn't think that they could support another child, uh, especially because we did grow up and we we were struggling financially. And uh, and, um, and I also realized, uh, I started hearing stories from friends whose parents had chosen abortion, uh, ignorant of what it really is. And so there are so many people I know personally uh, who have been deprived of a sibling or a child because of this. And I realized that that could have been me. Um, in my entire life, I have not come across a single person who has wished that I didn't exist, who has said that the world would be better off without me in it. And and I know that that is true. So. Um, so the fact that it is happening in our world today where so many people are saying that these new that babies, um, these new this new life, this new life filled with such potential and and joy and and gifts um, that people would would say that they're not important enough or that they shouldn't exist. like it doesn't make sense to me, especially knowing that that could have happened to me so. Um, So the pro-life cause is a very, very, um, it's something that's close to my heart. And I didn't think I would, I would end up working (laughs) in the pro-life movement, but um, I guess God has his plans. And it was, it's very providential that I'm here.
0: I mean, it's, it's entirely possible that you were born to work in the pro-life movement. I do believe that. I actually do feel at times that I was born for such a time as this, you know? Yes. I mean, because I can tell um, through your expertise with the computer and um, through social media and through the website, it does seem as if you were destined to uh, this particular job at this particular moment in time. And um, so many things could have happened differently and yet mm-hmm. you ended up here. And it, it truly is a miraculous story, I think.
1: Yes, very much. Uh, it uh, For those of you who, um, I, I don't think many people know me. And uh, something very interesting is that I come from India and I moved to the States uh, about eight months ago. And uh, surprisingly, the second day that I was, in this country, um, I met with the previous executive director, Michael Chikochopo, and uh, we just had a conversation. And somehow, um, we talked about uh, the pro-life federation, and uh, and here we are. <laughs> so, so it's it's a very very interesting way that I reached here, and I can totally see uh, the hand of God, um, Him leading me
0: here. That's beautiful. Since you began working in the pro-life movement, what has surprised you the most? I think I've
1: been very, very surprised by how many people are involved in the pro-life movement. It's like the various legs that the movement has. Um, I find it fascinating that all different kinds of people from all walks of life have found creative ways to defend life and to uphold the dignity of persons in every respect, like uh, in the short time that I have worked here, I have come across people who uh, are rescuing babies, who are protecting um, women, who are providing for women, um, who are also caring for the elderly. It's just, it's just amazing, like lawmakers, representatives, uh, re- researchers, th- there's just, a whole plethora of of options for pro-lifers to work in and and that's such such a gift. So that's been very surprising. Um, And it's been, and and I think it's funny how we are often reduced to just an anti-abortion side. Um, But when I look around and I just see all, I just see such um, life-affirming work being done in in creative and in such beautiful ways all across the world. So especially especially in this country. So that's been very, very surprising.
0: Remo, what is PA Life Links and why is it important? So PA Life Links is the Federation's newsly,
1: weekly newsletter. I'm sorry. Uh, it's the <laughs> weekly newsletter that I send out. Uh, and it's a one-stop shop to keep you informed in all the latest. Uh, I usually include legislative updates or updates from the National Right to Life on what's going on across the country, especially in the pro-life front. And you'll also find um, curated news content, educational pieces, and a blog articles are often featured in it too. Um, it's also a place where you can actually find chapter events happening across the state so whether you are just looking for something like a 5 minute um read uh, to find what's happening in the pro life front uh, or whether you want to do a deep dive like either ways this i think is a good starting point and it's a, it, it's a good place for you to have the most latest and updated um news and information so that's what the PLI links is. And if any, if if anyone's interested, you can always come,
0: go on to our website and sign up for it. That's wonderful. You have a big event coming up, the National Right to Life Convention. Tell us how people can help out. Yes, yeah, so the
1: National Right to Life Convention is coming to our home state. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's going to be held at the hyatt regency at the pittsburgh international hotel um on the 23rd and 24th of june so it's in a couple of months and with this year's theme being making abortion unthinkable um it will be a great opportunity to just get together with pro-lifers from across the state and find ways to do just that so so i'm very excited and uh, I guess the best thing that you can do is to go ahead uh, to their website and and register and be part of it, be part of the convention, uh, know what's going on, uh, get involved. Um, This this could be a great way to even just uh, get involved with the pro-life movement if you haven't done that already. I think some of the other ways is uh, for people to volunteer their skills and their time. Um, since we are hosting this year's convention, the, the Federation is very honored to be doing that. We're looking for volunteers to help with various tasks throughout the week. So, uh, so people who are, who have time, who are in the area, those who want to, uh, just, just maybe not go all, all in, but want to just put a toe in the water. You can just, <laughs> you can just call our office and, uh, or go on our website and, uh, let us know uh, if you'd like to volunteer. So that I think those two would be like one of the biggest ways to to get involved.
0: And I know I'm very excited about the National Right to Life Convention. And I imagine will this be your first National Right to Life Convention, Rammel? Yes, it will be. And what a what a um, joyful thing for me that it's so close to home. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we've been conducting an essay contest for middle school and high school students. What have you noticed about the essays? Um,
1: I'm starting to see that young people can have a very strong voice when it comes to life issues and they have a very unique way of expressing their views too. Um, well, I was pleasantly surprised by one essay where the student weighed in both sides of end of life issues, and although it didn't have a resolution at the end, I could see that he was asking the big questions and being contemplative, um, and just you know weighing in on both sides. I think is such uh, it, it's just amazing that uh, the young high schoolers and uh, are just doing that at such a young age. Um, I see that as a precious gift. And I think it's very encouraging when it is open to being guided with truth, evidence, and love. Uh, so that's been very, very inspiring. Um, there's also been some others who uh, in their writings, you can see that they have such a deep moral conviction that abortion is wrong, that euthanasia is wrong, that it's against the dignity of human life. and. Uh, And I think it's so important um, for young people to be able to 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 speak that out. Um, And also, I think there is a responsibility we have as a community to amplify their voices as well. So so I think those are some of my thoughts surrounding just 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 by
0: reading the essays that, that those are some things that come to me. You're listening to Lifelines Radio. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher. Joining us today is Education Director, Remel Tenney. Remel, how do you use social media to reach out to young people? Well, um, I have plans. Um, I, that is
1: something I'm still slowly stepping into. And I think social media is a, is a great platform uh, because we're all, I think all of the young people that I see have a phone and are constantly on there. And uh, um, there are ways that I, I can see how engaging in conversations, um, having people, um, having young people just speak up for life, uh, maybe by sending in, in their individual personal stories or just sharing their thoughts about it. Um, or sharing their struggles, even in how they, when they express their views, um, what, what happens, like sharing those things. So I want to create a platform for young voices to be heard, um, especially on, on our Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. Um, So, well, I'm open um, and I'm still working on it and I guess you will hear more about it soon.
0: (laughs) You will get to see more of the work soon. That's terrific. What do you think is the biggest challenge for the pro-life movement? Um, With 50 years of
1: of abortion being legal and all of the lies surrounding it, I just see um, that there is a lot of work to be done uh, especially in undoing those lies and in 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 telling the truth and uh, um, and 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 being heard over the noise, so I I can see how um, discouragement can can come in. And because sometimes I feel that too, um, but it's but I can still see how the pro life movement is slowly inching towards that goal of making abortion unthinkable, uh, of of eradicating it. And um, yeah, so that's just I don't know if there's a biggest challenge. There's just a lot that we have going on for for us right now. A lot of Um, shifting the culture, shifting the way people see motherhood, the way people see children and babies and old age, there's just a lot of work.
0: Yeah, there definitely is a lot of work. And I think it all boils down to education. I think the better educated people are on the pro-life issue, the more likely they are to be pro-life. I I think it's written in human heart to be pro-life, but sometimes um, the heart is shrouded Um, because of the lies that are told in the culture about the baby, about the mother, and um, even about the father of the baby. And Mm -hmm. so that's why your job is so very important. You said it really well, Mario. (laughs) You wrote a very interesting column about the Oscars. Can you tell me about that? Sure. Um, So the article is titled World, would you
1: please make up your mind? Um, And it's about one particular Oscar moment that caught my attention. Um, For the first time in the history of entertainment, uh, in the history of our world, uh, a man with Down syndrome, uh, James Martin, he walked up to the stage to receive the the award and his teammates sang happy birthday to him on the stage and everybody else joined in and it got me thinking um, considering that sixty seven percent of babies who are predicted to be born with this condition, not even um, not even it, I use the word predicted because there is a lot of misdiagnosis that has happened, and we know that. um so sixty seven percent of babies with with Down syndrome uh, are killed in this country. and it just seemed so ironic that everybody was celebrating one of the survivors um, for his achievements, and it just I guess it just was so ironic and confusing in a, in a sense uh, that the world could celebrate somebody's achievements after they're born, but but then, also say that they should never be born, and that just that just doesn't make sense. So this article was addressing some of those paradoxes that the world itself has created. And uh, um yeah, and I tried to, and I tried to put that out there in the article.
0: It was a wonderful, wonderful article. What is your dream for the pro-life movement? <sighs> I think I want.
1: Our voice, our voices, to be remembered, to reverberate across history, and to be remembered for standing up for life. Um, that that's uh, the dream is ultimately that every life would be protected. Um, but I and and I and I do firmly believe that it is going to abortion is that there, there is an end to abortion i don't know if it is in my generation or the next but we do have more and more people speaking up more and more people um affected by this and my dream is that when that time comes that we will find that all of us will will be found to be standing on the right side of history so that's i guess that's my dream <laughs> and i and i'm just uh Right now, I'm, I'm I'm working towards making that um, dream come true in by joining with with the community of people working um, to make that a reality.
0: It is a beautiful dream. Now, what is the most surprising fact you have learned since you've been working for the Pennsylvania Pro Life Federation? It's actually about babies in the womb. Um, <laughs>
1: I found out that a baby grows by six inches between months three and four. Like, isn't that fascinating? I'm just yes. I, I I didn't know that before and and it was it's very surprising because there's no other time when it when a baby but within the womb um grows that much. It's usually by an inch, two inches, and then you know that that's the that's the normal progression, but between months three and four there is this this leap. I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, And I'm learning a lot of new things every day, a lot of different facts. Um,
0: Yeah, so (laughs) that was one surprising thing. That is surprising. Now, what advice would you have for a young person who is interested in joining the pro-life movement? I will just
1: say, be brave. Um, don't let your fears about whether you have someone else to to stand by you or keep you from speaking the truth. And I think, um, or whether you have qualifications, whether you have the right knowledge, you, whether you know everything you need to know, um, those are some of the struggles that I had, and I'm realizing that that's not none of that should stop us from doing work good work for life Um, because the very fact that you are alive qualifies you to speak up for life and it doesn't matter whether you're young um, your youth definitely does not disqualify you in any way so I would say be curious about life be curious about uh, finding the truth about life and just follow those crumbs
0: of truth and see where it leads you. That's lovely. Are there any new projects that you foresee taking on in the coming years? I don't. Uh, I don't know about this uh,
1: and how much of a reality this is going to be. But the more research that I am doing, um, I have. I have this thing on my heart to. To maybe find out to have a more detailed study about the correlation between the current sex education in schools uh views on on marriage and women uh feminist uh, ideologies and abortion and just just kind of see if how it all correlates i don't know how this is going to happen i have but it's just something on my heart and i hope that at some point uh that, that I will have answers to a lot of the questions on my heart.
0: Remo, what resources can you recommend for someone to learn more about the pro-life movement? Wow,
1: well, um, I would say live action is always a great resource, uh, a great place to start. Um, they have very informative videos, um, a lot of news articles, um, and they have very engaging um, interviews and things like that. So that's one. Um, Students for Life is another place for teenagers and young people. If you're a student, uh, I think that would probably be very helpful. Um, if you're interested in research and finding numbers, statistics, the Lausiere Institute has great statistics and observations on various pro-life issues. Um, and for those who are working in the pro-life movement and for whom their Christian faith and especially their Catholic faith is very, very important. I would highly recommend Maria's new book, uh, Mercy's Power, which is coming out soon. Uh, I think she will be able to give you details of when and uh, how you can can get to that, but I got a sneak peek into it and I have to say it is is a very helpful guide, especially for those who um, put faith on the forefront. Uh, of their pro-life work. So um, then of course, I don't wanna miss our federations workout. out. Uh, there is a lot of resources that we can provide you with. Uh, you can always contact the PA Pro-Life Federation. Uh, you can go on our website. We have the blogs, we have uh, we have a list of resources there. So that's all, that's all the stuff
0: that I'm finding very helpful. <laughs> that is great and thank you for putting in a plug for the book it is called mercy's power it's going to be released by marion press soon Um, and you should be able to find it soon at shopmercy.org that's shopmercy.org and in about the minute we have left remmel um, you had an opportunity to speak with the Sisters of Life recently, and I was wondering uh, what was that experience like. That was just
1: so great. It was the latest podcast that we did, which was yesterday, and it, it is out now and available. Um, I just found how they have they have such a heart for women. You know, for people who uh, argue that pro-life, pro-lifers care only about the baby, I think they should definitely meet the sisters of life because they care about the mother. And I think, and something that was so obvious to me from their conversations is that they, they just love people uh, and they allow people to unfold and, and choose life for themselves and for their babies. And there is no pressure that's that's just how uh how amazing uh the conversation was and and it was it was a
0: great experience i was it blessed was. it was such a wonderful experience the sisters of life are so wonderful as are you remel Tenney, our guest for today education director for the pennsylvania pro-life federation thank you so much for joining us on the program today remel I was so happy and joyful to to have this conversation. You've been listening to Lifelines Radio. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director for the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Thank you for joining us. And remember, there's always a reason to choose life. See you next time. Bye-bye.